Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Matthew Baltzell. Thanks for being on the show, Matthew. Whitney, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to have you on the show, Matthew. Matthew works at Boardwalk Wealth, a private equity company in Dallas, Texas, which specializes in acquiring large multifamily apartments. He is responsible for market research, due diligence, acquisitions, and investor relations. He's a host of the podcast, Real Estate Journeys, a podcast for new real estate investors looking to scale their business and thrive as an entrepreneur. He's based out of Chiang Mai, Thailand, and is a travel enthusiast. Matthew, thanks again for your time. I'm looking forward to this conversation about mentors. It's a big topic. I hear it all the time. I calls every week, numerous times about, you know, how did you pick a mentor? How did you find them? What, you know, it's such a big decision, right? Do I spend all this money? Do I not? What do I do? You know, how do I know this person's going to be the best mentor? So looking forward to this conversation, but first give the listeners a little more about who you are. And obviously, you know, you're halfway around the world, but you're working for a company in Texas and give us a little background. Yeah. So, you know, my story is a little unique. Like you said, I live in Chiang Mai, Thailand right now. And going back to some prior real estate, back in 2008, I helped my mother manage about 10 single family homes. We had a portfolio. And like most people at the time, we were a little overextended. And we basically kind of went belly up and my mother had to liquidate all the properties and get rid of them. So fast forward to June of 2016, I left the United States to go travel the world. And I wound up in Thailand and where I fell in love and I met my beautiful wife, Bu. We got married last November and we are expecting our first kid come in January. So I'm definitely excited about that as well. But so in the Congratulations. Wow, that's that's some big news. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So in the interim, you know, I was thinking about going back to when I'm going back to America, like what am I going to do? You know, just kicking around the can of like what do I really want to get my life back into professional wise? And I, you know, started thinking I want to get into real estate, which avenues do I want to go into? Then, you know, multifamily is definitely a hot topic right now. Then I kind of thought to myself, you know, well, I won't be back for a couple of years. You know, maybe I should wait, right? Kind of making excuses up in your head like everybody does and however you want to justify anything. So I told myself, you know, I can't do that. And then I was like, you know, how about I take a course? I took a course on UCLA online for commercial real estate. And that started piquing my interest. I started educating myself. And then I wanted to really start ramping it up. And so I, I don't know, I got on some forums in Thailand and everybody's like, oh, you want to buy a condo in Thailand? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm talking about American real estate. They're like, oh, yeah, you should go to America. I'm like, okay, well, that shuts that down. Hmm. So then I wound up joining Bigger Pockets. And, you know, you start reading the comments and you can kind of get a general flow of things. And I thought, like, how can I be different? Right. And I thought, well, not everybody's in a, you know, a big MSA area. You know, there has to be some people in the middle of Kansas where there's no meetups and stuff like that. I said, what if I started a digital meetup? I was like, yeah, that's a genius idea. I'll start a digital meetup. 
So I posted on Bigger Pockets, you know, hey, who's interested in starting or joining a digital meetup? And probably about eight people got involved and were like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, sure. And we had a guy in Arizona, San Francisco, outside Pittsburgh, New Jersey, and myself and another gentleman in Denver, Colorado. And so there's about eight of us. We met for two or three months. But the key thing about this was when I posted one of the comments that was in there, she was a lady, she's one of my mentors today. She said, Hey, you know, like, let me know how everything's going. I'm really interested in your story. Let me know, follow up with me in a month. So I did that. And she's like, great, love your progress. You know, follow up with me in, I don't know, two months, right? Boom, did that. And then so about, I don't know, maybe two or three months from the time I initially posted, she saw how serious I was. And she said, I think I was reaching out to her about a syndication calculator, something along the lines of underwriting, right? And she says, oh, why don't I put you in touch with Omar? And I was like, "Mm, okay, like who's Omar? I don't even know. And so just at that time, Boardwalk Wealth was starting to ramp up and starting to go off. And I did one thing for Omar and he was like, okay, good. Like, why don't you do another thing? Why don't you do another thing? Why don't you get some comps? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And then it just kept building and building and building from there. And then now I'm working, as you said, I'm working as an analyst. I'm working in all things acquisitions. And my current focus is to, you know, really help other people show that, you know, you, you're in America, you really don't have an excuse. If you think you really want to get into commercial real estate, if there's a will, there's a way. And so on today's episode, when I wanted to kind of talk and educate your listeners that are listening out there, how they can go about educating themselves and finding a real estate mentor. So I've come up with this five step. Even if you are even if you're halfway around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if even if you're halfway around the world and even if you are listening to this and I know I say real estate mentors, but a lot of these can be applicable to, you know, any industry that you're trying to reach into. So I've developed these five steps to finding a real estate mentor for free or real estate mentor for free. So first everybody should know is that mentoring is not about you. And that I feel like is the first misconception is like people come across needy. It's about me. It's about me. Like, you know, people are coming at it from the wrong angle. It should be about helping the other person. So the first step that you're going to want to do is become a person of value. Now, if you think about it in the marketing world, they call it the spiral effect. Like if you think of like a tornado, like a coral, keep going up and up and up and up and up and up, right? People want to be around people that are making moves and going up, upwards momentum. And I believe that's one of my successes of starting a podcast and starting you know, the virtual meetup is people see that and they see you as more credible, more serious, and therefore they're more likely to help you and not expect anything in return, but you might be able to help them down the road. So first thing you want to do is become a person of value. What are your strengths? What are you good at? It might be underwriting, it might be communication. And I know people that are listening to this might think that they don't have something to offer, but that's not necessarily true. You can go on people's websites. You can look at you know, their copywriting, their photography, their videos, a million different things. I have a list. I'll introduce the list later. But the second thing you'll want to do is what do you have to offer? And then you want to develop a credibility kit. In the syndication model, 
you know, people speak a lot about credibility kit, your team, but think of it as the way of being, when you're looking for a mentor, you are your own entity. So you're going to want to have your own credibility kit. Now, a lot of people shoot themselves in the foot and they say, I don't have anything or, you know, I'm just not good enough. It's a mindset problem already. Isn't yeah, it's it? your mindset. So what, so what you want to do already is you, you don't want to limit yourself. You never want to say anything negative about yourself. So if you've read a thousand books, you've read a thousand books. Okay. That's a start. Don't say, I've only read a thousand books. I don't know anything. You've read a thousand books. You know something. So you're going to want to create a website. You're going to want to develop yourself as a personal brand, whatever you want to do. Start there. So develop a website. Second thing you want to do, you want to put pictures. You want to add things to this website that you've done. So imagine if I'm coming to you and I say, Whitney, I really want to get involved with you. You know, you have several people reaching out to you every single month. You know, who's credible, who's not. You know, but imagine you come across me. I say, Whitney, you go to my website. I've read a thousand books. I've taken a course. I got a 2.9 GPA. I had bad grades the first semester, but I was working 40 hours a week. I've walked several properties. I know cap rates in this area. And you're like, all right, the spiral effect. This guy's going up. I don't know. I kind of like him. I don't know anything about the Tucson market, but he says he's got it covered. Shoot me a report. I'll get back to you in a month. So it's a way to stand out, right? Yeah, I mean, if I yeah. get numerous people asking this, you know, and I do, you know, often, but you can say, hey, you know, Whitney, I've done these things. I understand these, you know, you don't have to be this, you know, big entrepreneur yet, but most people can do something like data research. You know, even if I have to give you some guidance on what I'm looking for, if you show me just what you said, like you have done these things, you've put yourself out there, you've educated yourself some, what you can do, I wouldn't expect you to be an expert or you wouldn't yeah. be reaching out to work for somebody else. You'd be doing it yourself, right? Yeah. And so, no, that's, that's some great points. Yeah. If you're not going to sell yourself, nobody, nobody is going to gas you up and sell you. So you have to be able to sell yourself to get your foot in the door. And once you get your foot in the door, you know, like think about if you're trying to go to the grocery store, you know, you're going in there. If you can't even get in, you can't even buy any food. But once you're in there, you're like, I came in here for chicken, but these Doritos are looking good. Like my appetite's adapting, right? So you're going to want to sell yourself. Website, create a thought leadership platform, I'm not the most experienced person in the syndication model. I'm almost, I'd say, pushing around two years now. But I wanted to create a real estate podcast, get other people on my show, and network and develop my skill set. So when I take my skills back to America, I'll be that much more developed. So you can create a thought leadership platform. Courses you've taken. There's no excuses. You can take online courses online. You can go to your community college. You could take several of these courses. Syndicators have they're all online, right? So degrees, and you want to get pictures, testimonials. You know, you might know a Fortune 500, you know, fastest growing entrepreneur, top 30 for 30, whatever. Get a testimonial, put that on your website. Once again, the spiral effect. And I, you know, you might see on LinkedIn that Whitney's connected to so-and-so and he's a senator or a governor from the States, right? So that's what you're going to want to do initially. And you're also going to want to identify what your weaknesses are. So if you approach somebody and they say, hey, you know, I am looking for somebody to underwrite and you, you don't want to lie, right? So you want to be honest and it's not bad to have weaknesses. So it's okay to be bad at something at first, but you must progress and learn from it. So you have, must be honest. So if they say, you know, I know a little bit about underwriting, like, let me figure it out, come back to you, you know, progress from there. So know your weaknesses. 
Second thing you're going to want to do is find someone you want to be like. So go to meetups, listen to podcasts, read books, journals, go to Facebook forums, listen to great podcasts like yours, listen to the people that are on the podcasts, go to their blogs, see what they're writing about, see what podcasts they've been on, educate yourself, and you can really start learning a lot from these people. And then you say, okay, like, I want to emulate myself. And a lot of the syndication model is, you know, it's almost like simple plug and chug. Like, you know, you're going in, you're adding some simple value. You want to increase the NOI. You want to reduce your operating expenses. Okay, done. We're going to sell this in five years. On to the next one. Go in, increase the NOI, drop the expenses, get a good management team in. Okay, sell in three to five years, right? So rinse and repeat. And that's a lot of like what you're learning from these people is if they've been doing success leaves clues, So as long as you are listening and you're following what they're doing, odds are you're more likely to be successful. So write down the observations that you find within on blogs. What are people talking about? What are people saying? Learn the lingo, learn the jargon, and you'll really be able to start picking out kind of like a niche of where you see that you could fit in. You know, even on that, you know, finding someone that you want to be like, you know, most likely this person has posted numerous times on social media or bigger pockets, even more specifically, you know, where you can learn a little more about them and what their focus is and, and even some track record and, and even see what other people are commenting, you know, their posts. So you learn more about that individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so when you're seeing all this stuff, you should be starting to develop a clearer picture of, you know, where you see yourself fitting in within the industry. And I know that sounds a little bit nebulous, but you're going to have to develop your own style and you'll develop your own style of speaking. You'll develop your own style of investing and you won't know until you really put yourself out there. So you must start. So the third thing is you must have clarity. So what are your goals? Are your goals to become a future sponsor? Do you want to raise capital? Do you want to own 10 units a year or acquire 10 units a year? Do you want to own a thousand units in six years? I think that's important to really know and clarify your goal going in. And that can always change. And I know everybody says the syndication model is going big and large multifamily apartments, but it's not for everybody. And, you know, I could even speak on my behalf, like I'm finding my own place within Boardwalk Wealth and, you know, where things are as well. And I'm like, hey, man, like maybe I'm cool with like being Scottie Pippen. Like I don't need to be Michael Jordan whenever, like I'm still on the team, you know, like I get to travel the world. Like, do I need to be the main guy? So these are all kind of things that can, your goals can constantly change, but I think it's important to have a goal going in. And then why? Why do you want a mentor? You know, mentor might ask you that, like, why do you want a mentor? And you say, oh man, like I just, I want to get rich and I want to do this. And man, like everybody's busy, you know, all the sponsors, capital raisers, time is limited. And if you can't sell yourself and you can't explain to somebody why you want a mentor, then you're out of luck. And also what are your expectations? So This is why I say free mentor, because I think it's the best way to go about it. Because when you put money down, it definitely changes things. Like it's a give and take, like, hey, I gave you a thousand. I should be having, you know, 25 units by now. Like you're my problem. And I don't, I don't know. That's just a different avenue. This is for finding a free mentor. So what are your expectations? What are you looking for in a mentor? Are you looking for somebody to hold your hand? Are you looking for weekly calls? 
Are you looking to have access to a sponsor on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis? These are all things to be considering. And then the fourth thing is you're going to want to reach out and add value. So add value first. And to go back to listening to the podcast, the blogs, the journals, the Facebook forums, success leaves clues. And when these people are also talking on my podcast in particular, Real Estate Journeys, I always ask at the end, what is a pain point or weakness you are facing right now in your business? And one of the reasons why I ask that question is I don't really explain it to a lot of people is because I want somebody to hear that and be a solution to somebody else's problem. And people say deal sourcing, people say time management, people say all sorts of different things, right? And when you, people get on these podcasts as much as they like to you know, regurgitate real estate porn, they also vent about their frustrations. So if you can be a solution to their problem, then bada bing, bada boom. I like the reach out and add value because most people like yourself, you know, you're going to be on here. People are hearing you right now, but you know, will people actually reach out to you? And I, and I know numerous times I reached out years ago to people I heard on a podcast and one specifically who I reached out to for an example, you know, I was working on a deal. I did, you know, it was a larger deal than I had done before. And he was extremely experienced. I'd heard him on numerous podcasts, but you know, he always puts his phone number out. So I thought, well, I'm just going to call, him, you know, and sure enough, you know, he wasn't available right then, but he scheduled a time later for me and him to talk about it. And, yeah. you know, and, and we're still friends now, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was just because I made that, you know, that first connection reached out and we help each other now. Yeah. But, yeah, reach out. Yeah, they put their email out there usually for a reason, yeah. you know, and, and take advantage of it. And when you reach out, obviously you're going to want to do it in professional value, a professional manner. But I had a lady on my show, her name's Judy Robinette, and she's big in the venture capital entrepreneur community. And she says, when you're reaching out to people to always initially add value, and she's like considered the power connector, really good at networking. And she says, whenever you meet somebody, you should initially add value and it should never be about you. So regardless of whatever you meet... I meet Whitney and he says, ah, oh, you know, me and my wife and my kids, we were going out to eat. And I say, hey man, like, I know where you live. There's a good pizza restaurant around the corner. You should, you should try it out. Recommendation. It's a suggestion. You know, it's adding value. Oh, my kids go to this school. Hey, just, you know, you might want to check it out. Check out this blog. It might be helpful, beneficial to you. Oh, you're struggling with your renovations in your kitchen. Oh, my brother's a contractor. Maybe he knows somebody in your area, right? Oh, wow. You know, the law of reciprocity, right? You give and usually it comes back to you, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't be giving with the expectation of receiving. So I've created a list of 50 ways to add value to syndicates. So you can take this and implement it into your, your real estate business and you can also implement it into other assets that you face in other endeavors in your life. Not all of them will apply, but I'll just read 20 that I've come up with. So these, these are for obviously free real estate deals. So or free real estate, finding a free real estate mentor. So the first one is source deals. You can source deals. Everybody's struggling for deals. Second one, manage somebody's social media. A lot of people on real estate do not have time to manage their social media. That's a good way to get in with them. You know, that brings up a good topic right there because a lot of people, even if you're not familiar with real estate, most people, especially if you're younger, are very familiar with social media right now. Mm -hmm. And more so, 
than someone you're probably trying to, you know, to become a mentee of, mm-hmm. you know, they're, if they're a little bit older or whatever, they're not used to the social media stuff. And, and I mean, I could use help with social media. I think most of us could, it's, you know, if it's something yeah. you're trying to blast out listen to this right now, you know, you, yeah. you help with social media. So website, IT issues, underwrite deals, walk properties, raise capital, social capital, become a connector, connect people. You know, you might not be an underwriter, but you may know somebody that has a venue that can host your next meetup, right? Volunteer at meetups, management skills, copywriting, brand management, digital marketing, taking photographs of not only properties, taking photographs of you, Whitney, your beautiful face and your family. I've seen you. Great, great family, right? Like people want their photos taken, offer your services, cinematography, huge right now, right? Video, YouTube, video editing, sound editing, podcast editing, gathering statistical data, develop your own walk score, create a statistical map, right? These are just 20 of 50 that I've come up with. So if anybody's listening and they want to get a hold of this, a complete list, you can head on over to realestatejourneys.com slash checklist. And I'll include it. I'll give you the link as well. And you'll be able to- That's awesome. And you know, most yeah. people, especially if you're in the same market, I know you're halfway around the world and there's even things you could even do about learning the market, you know, digitally, you know, yeah. from no matter where you are, as long as you yeah. have internet. But if you're even in the same market, you could be walking the streets, you could be getting comps and, and really walking other properties and getting photos to provide to somebody that's adding big value to somebody you're hoping to be. Yeah, a definitely. Of. I, I like that idea a lot. And like I said, if you're listening to this in across any industry, I know this is a real estate podcast, but these are usually applicable to anything. I mean, I live halfway around the world. Like, There's no reason why if you live in 20 minutes outside of Dallas that you cannot be walking properties in the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area or you can't spend a weekend with your wife and drive to... New Mexico. <laughs> you know? So those are 20 things that you can start off by adding value. And then number five is relationship building. So you're going to want to start being top of the mind, right? You're going to want to follow up. You're going to want to be commenting on people's social media. If you look on people's blogs, this is a great suggestion is a lot of people don't have comments. Or let's say you look at somebody and Whitney's stool has an average of 13, 20 comments on Instagram or Twitter. How do you stand out? Well, maybe you go through on your blog post and there's zero comments and you leave a thoughtful comment, an educated comment on each blog post. And the people that are going to read that are probably going to read your comment and they'll probably click your little icon, see who you are and learn about you. So engage in the content. Be a real person, right? Don't leave, hey, great picture, thumbs up, like, Whitney, killing it, crushing it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when you leave an in-depth, thought-provoking comment, it says something. It stands it says out. Took, it yeah. says you took you some, took time, some to, time. Yeah. And have an opinion, you know, just because you say something doesn't mean I have to agree with it and it creates great conversation. And that's how you become a thought leader, right? Thought leader. You have thoughts that necessarily are, maybe you don't think the same as the pack. So those are five ways to go about finding a real estate mentor and you, they're applicable to all markets across whatever business you're in. And I know that people might be listening to this and say, well, what about the ask? When should I ask? For me personally, I have never asked. And that has been the best because as soon as I, there's an ask, 
there usually is an expectation. So when, if I said, Hey, Whitney, will you mentor me? It's like, well, what do I got to do? You know, like, is this weekly? Do I got to give you what was the first reach out that you did? Like say to Omar, you know, what was that first connection or how did you prepare for that? So when I reached out to him, I just, it was through a virtual introduction and I just introduced myself. I said what I was doing, you know, like I said, my laundry list of things. I was like, Hey, you know, I've taken this class. I've been doing this. I've been reading these books. I've been, this is my story. And And he was just like, all right. Like, and I, I just think he just cut right through it. And, you know, Omar's a non nonsensical BS kind of guy. And he's like, all right, dude, mm-hmm. like he's already on, do this. He's like, go. And I forget where I heard this, but when somebody asks you or says something, right, you want to be diligent in about your words and the things that you say. So if somebody says like, Hey, can you pick me up from the airport? Right. And you say like, Oh, I, I probably can. Right. Probably there's a little bit of a way to like, wiggle it out, right? Be a person that's affirmative with their words and say, consider it done. And then when you do it, it's momentum, right? It's the, it's the spiral effect. It keeps going up. So cons- I would always say like, consider it done. You'd be like, okay. And if I nice. wasn't able to finish it, then I would, you know, say, Hey, like I had some questions here and then I would get it done. And I would put pressure on myself. Like, yo, I said Friday, like I got to get this done by Friday because I'm a man of my word. And when I say consider it done, then it keeps going from there and going from there. And then people just can like, know, like, and trust you and relationships build. So for me, I never say to ask, but if you are going to ask, one good thing about an ask, and I'll, I'll leave it at this, is in order for there to be a relationship to take place in any relationship, it has to be a give and a take, right? So you might be reaching out and say, I want you to be my mentor. That's a big ass, right? Go back to what do you have to offer, right? So if you have a podcast or if you have whatever service, you have something to offer. It's the law of reciprocity. But when you start developing this relationship and you start going back and forth or you know, you're donating your services, don't be afraid to ask. But when you ask, ask small. You know, like start with a right. little favor. Can you briefly give me some quick notes on this deal I've been underwriting. Love your thoughts. They might give you one or two lines. Great. Awesome. Nothing. No problem. And then maybe for the next two weeks, you're managing the social media. Everything's going great. Then you say two, three weeks later, hey, what do you think about the Jacksonville market? Love it. These are my notes. All right. We're going to have to pivot, Matthew. Yeah. But Omar's a yeah, great guy. I thank a lot of Omar. He's been on the show numerous times. So listener, I would encourage listeners to go back and listen to numerous shows that we've done with him and just picking his brain about how he operates in his business. And it's a great mentor as well, I can only imagine. But Matthew, what's been the, you know, maybe besides finding a mentor, sounds like you got that figured out. What's been the hardest part of this syndication journey for you? Raising capital. We, on our last deal, we closed 138 deal in February. And it was one of my first times trying to raise capital and going about that and learning the processes and what you really need to do in order to start raising capital. Okay. And did you do something there to educate yourself or to figure out you know, what you needed to do to raise that capital for that team? So for me personally, I wasn't allotted a slot, but I was more just kind of like starting out and putting out feelers out there. And I realized that you need to be constantly putting out feelers out there for, you know, let people know that you're looking for right. deals. Because when a deal automatically comes your way, and if you're not necessarily trying to raise capital, people are like kind of taken back like, whoa, wait, what, what? But you got to kind of like warm them up. So that's what I kind of learned from that process. What's your best advice for caring for those investors now? 
I would say be honest and be in constant contact as much as, not even say as much as possible, but just kind of be on the front of mind and be giving to them. How do you do that or how do you manage that? Do you have a specific CRM or what do you do? I would say that like I usually send out newsletters and I'm subscribed to other people's newsletters. And recently I've been trying to make my newsletters for me a little bit more personal. And I found in my last newsletter mailing that 60% of my emails were opened up. So that was kind of high for me. And I was like, nice. I was like, okay, like maybe this is kind of something to start going with. So I don't know. I think probably I would say being more personable. What's one thing that's contributed to your success? People, people and networking. Awesome. What about how do you like to give back? I like to give back by, I don't know. I really love kids. I was involved in the Big Brothers Big Sisters program before I left the States. And I really love children. And I always just love to kind of play with them and like nurture them and kind of help them grow up and just kind of pass the wand off to the next generation. So whenever I see a kid struggling or, you know, I always try and like help them out or give them a little bit of a friendly advice. And, you know, I've been a mentor to some younger kids and I don't know, I find that to be very rewarding. I appreciate you sharing that. And you're also fixing to be a father. Congratulations again there. You know, that's big news. So uh, congratulations. Thank you again, Matthew, for being on the show. Appreciate you laying out. There's some real actionable steps that most of us can take to find that mentor and really, I mean, take our business to the next level, finding that person that's already doing it. And that can really just project you, I mean, uh, you know, push you along the way. And uh, but anyway, thank you so much for just laying that out, giving us some really good tips on how to move forward. But before we go, obviously, tell the listeners exactly how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Yeah. So if anybody wants to get a hold of me, my name is Matthew Baltel, last name B as in boy, A-L-T-Z-E-L-L. I have a website or you can email me, Matthew at MatthewBaltzell.com, Matthew Baltel on Instagram, Matthew Baltel on LinkedIn, Matthew Baltel on Twitter, straight across the board. So I'm pretty easy to find. Awesome. Great. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you very much, Whitney. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.